0: Welcome to Mundo!
1: Welcome to the Mute All Chat Podcast. I am your host, Flapjack Bill, alongside Colonel Kraken. We're here to talk mad shit about League, help the low elo plebs like our former selves climb, and generally entertain you. This is a safe space for feeders and scrubs. Now, Mute All, and let's invade Red. Now, boys and girls. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages. I have an announcement to make. Our... Two announcements. Actually, I take it back. I've got two announcements to make. Number one, our dearest proxy Jack has had a computer malfunction. He is not going to be with us tonight, unfortunately, unless he somehow manages to muscle through all his issues and gets into the cast. I uh, don't predict it going well for him, but we can hope and pray. Uh, second announcement: our boy. The young Colonel Kraken has gone above and beyond. He has risen above his station. He has become the God King support we all knew he could be. And I'll go ahead and let him tell you where he's at. Where you at, buddy?
2: Yeah, we did it, boys and girls. Uh, I hit plat this weekend. The first time I've ever hit plat ever yeah playing since 2013 we finally made it uh i haven't played a game since this weekend so it's been a few days uh i wish i was like a little more aesthetic for the cast right now like but cuz when i did make platinum win that game uh the three of us were in discord together and i popped all the way off mm-hmm. i was yeah i was going ham um and then I haven't played a game of league since I, I don't haven't really opened the client since uh yeah. It it feels good, dude. It feels good. I f- it feels like when you like accomplish it's like you accomplish something that you've been working on for such a long time and then you kind of go to bed and you're like, I don't need to do I don't need to work towards the thing I've been working for because I've I'm here. And it's like this weird like existential like not now and not like a bad way but you're just like huh cool like um yeah dude um so yeah i'm super happy about it uh i know that like plat is not like it's not like challenger it's not like diamond or anything but like um things are pretty tough and uh i made it and i got it so i'm not gonna I'm not like gonna question it or I'm not gonna like downplay it for myself or anything. It's like, hey man, like you try to get something and you actually get it, it's it's sick. And I think people have people have every right to be happy when they like accomplish a goal. It's like, like hell yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Like Absolutely. you did it. So did it. Yeah. I don't know it's fun to be like, well, it's not platinum if you, you can climb the diamond with more hard work and I'm just like, dude, like who cares man like if 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 gold is your goal and you make it sweet awesome if if silver's your goal and you make it awesome if if beating cloud nine is your goal and and you don't do it because you can't that's awesome too (laughs) (laughs) um yeah um but i definitely started seeing the game like way differently in the last like couple days it's like well i haven't really thought this way about the video game in a, a couple of years because I've been just more on like the alright I'm trying to climb and I'm trying to be serious and now I'm just like I really could just play this like a video game whatever I want to with whatever role and it's really pretty it's quite liberating even though you, I could have been doing that the whole time right. uh, it's Uh that's the funny irony of it but yeah dude boom, boom. hell yeah man no, boom I don't, baby I... <laughs>
1: I don't know if you've uh, put a lot of effort into looking up uh any like sort of statistical information about your ranked positioning now but would you like oh, to know oh, some Oh
2: oh yeah I I know I know I know my vision score like down to a T like I know all that stuff <laughs> but we can <laughs>
1: Do you know what uh, your current ladder rank is?
2: Uh are you on NAOP? Yes sir. Uh I'm on League of Graphs. Uh, yeah, uh wait, what is it? Your ladder rank
1: On NAOPGG is 160,555, which puts you in the top 8.92% of players.
2: Yeah, League of Grass has me at 10. I guess League of Grass is just a hater. Don't give me that 1%. It's just rounding. Yeah. In
1: comparison, I'm currently in the top 40% and about 600,000 people behind
2: you. Hey, those six hundred thousand people and that thirty percent are a bunch of uh, poo-poo brains. Dude, that they're can... boosted. Yeah, they're all bo- they're all boosted trash they're with all, no life, no boosted. life, and no wife. The, <laughs> <laughs> the entirety of gold. Entirety gold are, are single are single <laughs> degenerate incels <laughs> that played this game all day and spam lame metal mid laners like Diana <laughs> is. And I'll play big brain Chad champions like a Nivea Nah so... take yeah. Oh my um, god. Yeah, dude. I remember all this week I was I was talking about like, all right, I'm gonna say this on the cast, about like about like oh this is what you gotta do and like this is what um you you need to happen, um uh this champ or th- then a lot of sometimes I kind of I'm kind of realizing like broader, like there's a lot of broader issues about not issues, but like there's a lot of broader things about like league that will help you climb that are sort of just applicable to anything really. Like yeah, like when it comes down to it, if you want to climb, like you have to know champ matchups, you have to know things that are like exclusive to League of Legends. Like mm-hmm. duh, you have to you have to know what Scion's E does, even though is that the one where it hits the minion forward? Uh I swear I'm in, I swear I' in plat <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: actually know I, I haven't
2: played cyan in a very long time. the one okay, so you have to know stuff like that, but I think that I think a lot of people do know a lot of things about this game. I think people do have really good game knowledge. I think that a lot of times uh, like a big issue as to why people get hard stuck is that they're looking at league as if it's like a different animal than like other things. When in, in reality, it's like, it's pretty similar to like a lot of other aspects or like competitive fields or like any other goal you have. And then once you start looking at it that way, then a lot of other things, a lot of other problems with this video game sort of just fall by the wayside when you start having a certain mind, when you start taking, we start approaching the game a certain way, um Things like things like the one like the one AFK you had kind of start. Sometimes you don't really notice. I mean, it's it's bad and stuff, and like it slows down your climb and it makes the quality of the game bad for like the community overall. Uh-huh. But the climb, the objective climb to go from anything below plat to plat kind of stays the same a little bit. It's just the games feel crappier and you have to play, like, another 50 to 100 more games than you normally would, maybe in, like, Season 7 or Season 6 or something. Um. But as far as, like, as far as me, because, like, you know, I'm really the only person that can talk about, like, my own climb. Mm. Uh, and I'm not really, like, I I do like coaching. Like, I am a coach, but unless we're talking about a certain, a certain, a specific, unless we're doing like a specific topic or we're talking about a specific role of champ or something like that, I, it's not really, I don't really feel like it's in my, in my authority to be like, all people should do this. This is the way to win the game. And I know this because I'm in plat. It's like, I got plat playing support and I played Nami for 330 games. If you're a top laner, I am not, in a, I'm not gonna like tell you of all this stuff about top lane because I don't know about top lane. Right. There's some there's some things I know that are true about top lane in general, but it's not from it's not really. I don't really think we're we're not we don't really do this cast to like lecture people onto on why they're bad and why and what they're doing wrong and stuff like that. It's yeah. just like, um. These are things that work for us. Maybe they can work for you. Uh, and then take take the take this take these things we say with a grain of salt because it's like yeah this is these are our roles and these these are our ranks. Yeah. Um, I know for me at least, uh, what really changed about when I was in bronze and silver, and um, to when now I was in plat was. Um, I started playing I started playing the game as if it was more of like a sport or working out than like a video game or something to just like something because a lot of times you play a video game a lot of people play video games with egos in mind. You're like, Oh I'm gonna hop onto this game and I'm gonna prove to everyone else that I'm better than them because I I'm 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 already better than them and I have even though I haven't played the game and proved it yet. Right. You know what I mean? And you wouldn't take that approach if you were, like, gonna go to the gym and work out. If you're gonna go to the gym and work out, you're walking to the gym, you know that you're not the buffest person in there, but you're going in there to get buffer. So with League, I'm just like, all right, um, I'm gonna start taking kind of a lot of the mental framework that I got from, like, from, like, distance running and stuff and applying that to League. And, um, of course I don't run as competitively as I do anymore. And then that sort of mindset just latched onto it. Like it was still around in me. It just, it just latched on a league more. And a lot of things changed about the game experience. And I could definitely say that it got, it got less fun in like the, the ha goofy, ha fun sense. Mm-hmm. And, I don't really... I'm not really saying that you should start taking gaming seriously. Like, start taking gaming seriously! Punch your keyboard! Flame your teammates! Yell at your mom when she, like, asks you to go do something in the middle of the game! Like, not, like, stuff like that, because I think that's all... Re- that's really performative, and that's really, um... That's... That's just... That's just pansy ass bullshit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, um... That's not... Fucking... Fucking bitch. Like, it sucks because it's, like if you see if you see someone lifting or you see someone playing football right you see someone mm. on the football field yeah there's going to be there's going to be conflicts every once in a while but like they're not wasting their time on stupid crap like they're not always flaming people they're not always being a, a dickhead they're not always like being a degen right. you know it it comes down to uh, you need to focus on improving at League of Legends the way you would focus on improving at anything else. Where, and like, that sounds really weird, but it's like, those are the, it's like, once you kind of take that attitude, a lot of things sort of just, like, I didn't, I like I don't want to say that like, oh, I'm like, I have a better mental than like everyone else or anything. Or like, I'm smart and everyone else is dumb. Mm-hmm. But, um, because there's definitely reasons as to why I only have a 54 win rate. Why don't I have a 60 win rate? Why don't I have a 65 win rate? I only have a 54. Could be better. Right. But one thing I would say is, a lot of times, I didn't even... I I know there's a smurf pandemic in the game, but I didn't notice that as much. A, I feel I did get a little bit lucky, and B... If that did happen to me, and if I lost it, I wouldn't necessarily be like, "Oh, only one game." It's um, uh, it's like, ah, it's like, I'd just be like, "All right, that's a game I lost because of a Smurf." But even if that guy wasn't a Smurf, I don't think we win this game anyway. And also, he killed me seven times. Why did I let him kill me seven times? Like, was I seriously like that? It's like. Maybe he is a smurf, but, like, I shouldn't have let him kill me seven times. I should have only died four or five times. That might have at least put us in contention or something like that. Uh-huh. And then I'm not – I think that, like, over-criticism of yourself is also pretty bad. But you kind of need to start – in order to climb in this season, this season right now because it's season 10, uh-huh. this season eleven's not going to be that much better. And if you're still listening to League of Legends podcasts to, like, try to climb and get better at the game and, like, all these climbing material and stuff, is obviously still really popular. But if you really want to do that and you want to get the rank that you feel you deserve, like, a lot of the corny, stupid, like, cor- a lot of the corny, stupid stuff that people talk about, like, oh, like, they say to, like, self-climb. They say to self-improve. But, like, that's it's, like, because, yeah, it's it's a corny statement, but, like, Once you start applying it logistically, it becomes, you start understanding what they mean and they're, they're blanket statements because yeah, they're blanket statements. It's not always going to work and it's going to be long and frustrating. And you don't know what the word long and frustrating is until you've gone through something long and frustrating. It's like being drunk. You don't (laughs) know what being drunk is until you're drunk and you're like, oh, this is what they're talking about. Yeah. Like the long and frustrating brutal climb, it sounds like just frivolous nonsense that like YouTubers and streamers and like podcasters talk about until you're like, crap, I played nine games today and I went two and seven and I lost all my LP that I got from playing ten hours on the weekend. I have to I have to, you know, get this back up. Or like you like look back and it's like it's been a month and you're like, oh geez, I played hundred and fifty games this month and I did climb a bit. I'm also a hell of a lot better of a player than I used to be. Right. Um and it's uh it's things like that, man, and uh and for me, I had when I was running, I definitely had a big problem with like lame with like lame pick-me-ups and like lame motivational slogans and stuff like that. Cuz like a lot of them really are just like full of crap and they don't really seem real and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. what was I saying uh, uh, slogans that aren't real but when, you, when you start when you start like playing more games and you start focusing on your own strat your own role doing your research watching your replays and putting in the work you start you actually start building a mental you start coming up with your own slogans you start coming up with your own mental headspace to motivate you and stuff and you get your own customized like perspective of the game that's grounded in enough that's actually grounded in something
0: mm-hmm.
2: like like overkill is better than no kill that's something that no one told me that not really but i played enough games to like realize it or um, learning what's what be- what's best and works for you if If you feed off of, if you somehow feed off of flaming people and you play better when you're like on the, when your brain is just rolling, you're on the keyboard and you're typing and you're going crazy. And and the more like just of an inning bloodbath the game is, you thrive in more, Mm -hmm. then maybe that does work for you. And, but for me, like it works. The game made a lot more sense from like an enchanter support perspective. Um. And also, I did have I did have like mechanic. I did it- I did st- I did play this this game mostly on a laptop, so I was kind of like forced to play simpler champs. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's like when you play the game enough, you definitely have you definitely start building like a framework that's val that's that's correct and valid to you. Maybe and like maybe like stereotypes go along with that, and that's the bad side of that flip. But. At the end of the day, like, you have to, you have to put the games in. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a big thing. I think. Yeah, uh... it's just, it's just games, dude. It's Mm -hmm. literally just games. And it's like, oh, there's there's players with with thousands of games that are still in silver. It's like, yeah, there's reasons why they're like that. And all those guys with thousands of games could easily if they wanted to sit down in two weeks and climb out because they have so many games they're literally they're they're just there by choice they're like have you ever like have you ever when you play with like a 1.8 million i played with a 1.8 million Velkaz when i was in gold 4 and he's and he's still in gold 4 that was one of like the best damn players i ever played with and like he probably just hops on the game and just plays on autopilot and just like he doesn't he's not trying to like be at the right place at the right time all the time. I mean, he's insanely good and when he feels like it, he can just body everyone on the ELO. And it's it's totally possible to to choose to stay in an ELO. Like this mm-hmm. game isn't this game isn't that hard to like undermine, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not that hard to um It's not like they're it's like, oh they're team and they're win trading. It's like, nah, man, like if you just don't feel if you just don't show up for a team fight, you're just like, eh, whatever. Not like you're doing it intentionally, but you're just not really weren't paying attention. You weren't there, and you're just like, oh well, I'm 12 and 4, but I didn't show up to the Baron team fight. Now everyone has 70 second timers. Oh, I lost. Too bad. That's like my tenth game I played today. Um, yeah. Um but there are there were a lot of things that uh things that and definitely like when you start playing more stuff and you actually and you actually do climb or you do hit a real goal that you set for yourself in the season, I mean yeah, you have confirmation biases because things are going well for you, but a a lot of truths definitely change. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
2: Um and like I don't wanna I don't wanna bootlick riot too much because like they there are like really crappy stuff about the game, and like honestly if if things don't turn around, we're looking at the last like three or four seasons of the game like on in the way that in the popularity that it has now, and the prevalence that it has now, and that's more like overarching stuff. but I think that the nature of just being better than the Elo around you still really isn't. That still really hasn't changed. Like, if you're better than the elo, if you're better than the elo, you're in. You're gonna get to the elo that you belong, and then you're gonna plateau out. Um, and this goes back to uh, what we're, I don't know. Maybe like when I have, maybe like when proxies here or something, I'll like talk about like the specifics of like, of like, all right, well, this is specifically while I got out of, yeah, what I do get a gold, blah blah, which which champ was good, what strats did I use here and more like but I kind of I was thinking of what I was thinking about a lot lately was what we talked what we were texting about where what the the latter to me and this is something that I noticed when like I didn't I didn't lose in gold dude or I didn't lose in gold 2. I didn't I like I once struck through gold two. I think I lost maybe two games in the entirety of Goal 2. And that sounds like, oh, well, Um, um Sven, uh, he wins streaks all the way from unranked to challenger. And it's like, yeah, I understand that, but I understand that there are people that are hard-stuck Goal 2 for hundreds and hundreds of games. And I went through it in maybe 15 games. And I don't think that I'm I don't think that like it's because it's like oh I'm better than those gold than those gold two scrubs. Oh, it's like yeah, it's cause I'm a plat player and until I play enough games to get me demoted back to Gold One, the game, the MMR just like wanted me in plat because I was playing like plat and I got to plat and now I don't really have that much incentive to play. The game anymore because i know that this is probably my peak and i probably won't get that much better at the game this season to at least get to diamond probably not uh but that's besides the point what, it, what the point that i wanted to make is i don't really feel like the ladder as much as a ladder at all with like a hundred because you see the ladder is like it's like a hundred like rungs and like each person on the ladder is a rung, and each point of LP is a rung, and yeah. it's like, like Bat- it's like Batman, you know like when he climbs out of the ditch and he's going step by step, by, step by step. I don't really feel like it's like that at all. I think it's more of um, like a building with a bunch of stories. and there's like the, there's like the, the lobby, there's the second floor, the third floor, the fourth floor. And um, each floor everyone is in a crab barrel and they're just going blow for blow, duking each other out to death. Like, like the two undead pirates and pirates of the Caribbean when they fight and neither of them can die. Yeah. And neither, it's like when Jack Sparrow and captain Barbosa are fighting and you're like, well, what's, what's the point of this? So it's like, let me to the trumpet day and like judgment day and trumpet sound like, like that and stuff. And like, that's how I see the ELOs or like the brackets like low silver, high silver, gold for gold, whatever. And then it's like, oh, but I went on this wind streak and I really started kicking butt. And it's like, yeah, but that's because you jumped from one floor to the next floor. And if you belong in that next floor, you're going to just get salty splatooned by all the other guys. And that's where you really belong. So because the game is trying to achieve balance And make sure that everyone is playing 50 50 and everyone has a chance to win and everyone has a chance to lose every single time they kill from a game, and no one's guaranteed to win. That's like ideally what it's going for. And when you're and when the hard stuff comes in, and why the I only it's it's always one step forward, two steps back, one win, one loss. It's like, yeah, because you're in the crab barrel and the game is now balanced because this is as good as you could as good as you can be. Right. Now, maybe you will climb, and you might scrap some OP and go to, like, maybe the floor, the one floor above you or something like that, or the one the one step above you, but if you really were, in order to climb out, in order to climb out of silver to go to gold, you need to do gold things in a silver game, and you need to do that multiple times. In a row to get a win streak, to get the LP, to go through the promos, to make sure you don't get demoted. So your M- so you, so the MMR is convinced that you belong there. I don't know how do you that. How do you feel about how do you feel about that? Or that's kind of how I've been viewing the like the climb lately, or how it's like organized. Maybe that's mathematically totally bunk. That's just how it feels.
1: No, it definitely it definitely. Uh... At least in the aspect of, like, you gotta put the games in, it definitely feels like that. Because, I mean, if we, if we were to compare your game total for the season versus my game total for the season, then obviously I'm where I should be, and you are where you should be. You're sitting at plat 4 with 448 games with a 54% win rate. I'm sitting at silver 1 after what it was a magnificent climb from the depths of silver 3. Uh, we didn't mention that yet. I tanked my ass all the way into Silver 3 on some you got, cataclysmic you got, bullshit. You got
2: the, game. <laughs> the game, like, that was that was bad, dude. Like the, the
1: game had a seizure, and I just got fucked straight into Silver 3. And then I took, like, a day off, and I came back, and I was like, fuck it, we're just playing Anivia, and we're just going to style on everybody. That's all we're going to do. We're going to play Anivia, and we're going to style on people. That was my only goal. And it's a little bit different than the way you were playing, but it, I think it was also as effective because I haven't lost a game in a week. I, yeah, I haven't lost a game in five days. And I've been playing for six days straight. So the last game I lost was five days ago, and I went 3-0-2 in that game. Uh, so I played well in that game. But regardless, like I plunged straight down into Silver... Won a couple games to get back into promos to silver two, won those promos and just skyrocketed through silver two. I think I played silver two in one day. I played one, two, three, uh, maybe two days. One, two, three, four, five. it's been five games. Three of them were duoed with Proxy, who happened to be in gold four at the time, so it wasn't that big of a stretch. Yeah. But like in terms of the game number. Straight up, like I have 132 wins, 131 losses. That is damn near a 50% win rate. Whereas you're sitting at a 54% win rate on almost double my games. So obviously, you've got a lot more experience and a lot more expertise. And it should be, it should come as no surprise that you're sitting 600,000 people higher than me on that ladder. You're, you, you're sitting in the top 10 percent of players while I'm down here in the top 40 percent of players. but I think we also have been playing this game with different goals. Uh, I didn't have a goal for a long time this season. My, my goal was to get back to gold, and I never I still haven't accomplished that, uh, but I've been into silver, I've been into the top of Silver One several times, so I know I can do it. It's just a matter of the luck of the draw on the games. But I, in just going over my stats and like trying to seek out patterns and whatnot in my, uh, uh, on my like, third-party websites like League of Graphs or NAOPGG, I came across a stat that I was really cognizant of last season when I made a push to gold, uh, and that is my Anivia solo queue ranking, where I stack amongst all the other people who play Anivia with some consistency. They may not, like, main Anivia, but that they have played... I think the rule is you have to have played, like, 5 of your last 10 games or 10 of your last 20 on that champion to have a ranking on it. And as of right now, I am number 816 in North America. So I've hit triple digits. I've broken the top 1,000 in North America on one champion in particular and i have a 58.2% win rate on it and that is largely like i know the last week of games have been ex- almost ex- strictly anivia except for one game of ezreal where i happened to get lucky and have a good team and we popped off yeah. but like if i if i don't get these games down on anivia then the only goal I will actually obtain this season is going to be my goal of hitting a top five hundred North American Anivia, and that's yeah, not or just getting gold'
2: yeah. getting old twice. And then, I mean, the thing is, I have three hundred. I have three hundred thirty-three games on Nami, the fifty-seven-one rate. So if you played, if you played your Anivia, you put the games in. I mean, you're probably looking at Plat also. Mm -hmm. it's a matter of putting the games in and i don't know the thing is it's like in my case things were a little bit different with gold in other people's case it's completely the opposite where it's like they smash i don't say this i don't say this is gonna happen to you just because you are a solo liner but like it does happen to a lot of people where like they just smash one elo and they just get hard stuck on the next elo whereas like Other like weird stuff happens where like someone can't play down or someone's playing like Janna or something and they hit they hit a favorable elo or they turn something around in their gameplay and they just skyrocket past an elo that is technically higher because like um uh, we talked about we talked about this in other casts where it's just like uh for me that's just like what happened for me. Uh, another thing that you did say about like that fact that you got roundhouse kicked down a silver three is that like I think that the matchmaking like the algorithm can totally be wrong. It can totally be wrong sometimes. Hmm. Um, like you're not a silver three player. Like no, no. way, no. And no. then you sh- you prove that you weren't. But that's the thing. You have like for people saying like I don't belong here, or, like I should be here, I should be there. It's like you need some tangible last data. Yeah, you need the statistics to prove. And, like, yeah, if you want it from Mobilelytics, like Mobilitics, League of Graphs, NHGG, Overwolf, they're all going to have different criteria and stuff. They're all going to have different metrics. But if you get all of them to say the same thing, then you can honestly say that, like, and if if, if you should be at a tier higher, put the games in. And you're gonna you're gonna be right, like you did. You're in silver three. Oh, I think I feel the game overcorrected. I I, I got, you know, there was some bad there were some bad Smurf games in like promos, or there was um this, that, the other thing. I had a few AFKs. I had a few I had a few AFKs in my favor. And I was like, wow, I got an AFK. The AFK and the other team. They DC'd. They yeah, great. Cool for me. There's other games and like they had a smurf or they had a great team and I just beat them anyway. Yeah. It's like, you know what? But like, but like, yeah, but what I'm saying is there's, there's definitely not like absolutes really. No. Um, And I think if, if you are going to focus on a stat, like, like the Anivia ranking, like you said, at least try to like, if you want to like improve in a certain stat, make sure it's like big improvement because like metrics and like measuring and and stats and stuff can be kind of weird and relative. But if you're just making big leaps and bounds and improvements, that's gonna show up in your win losses. Yeah, um, like that.
1: I think but, uh, th- there is a big thing to take into consideration, like. When you play 500 games in a season, right? Say you play 500, the three AFKs that you encounter are not a big deal. But if you play 100 games in a season and you get three AFKs, that's That's 3%. Yeah, that's... And that is crazy. I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, but...
2: it shouldn't be three AFKs. No. But that's like Riot's problem. It's not your problem.
1: Oh. Um, and I got, like you were saying, that you had AFKs in your favor. I think for the first time this season, when I was playing a dual game with Proxy, it was the night that you hit plat. Um I had a game where I had to disconnect from the game twice in order to fix a lag issue. And when I got back into the game, the enemy mid laner was like 30, 40 CS ahead of me. He was just really strong. Uh, and that guy,
2: I, that guy like FF'd anyway, right? That guy. Didn't he? DC? Didn't he need?
1: he he. Full disconnected. Uh, at, at some point because the rest of my team was just pulling all of the dead weight that was my internet connection, and uh, it was just super fortunate for me. Uh, by the time I finally got into the game, and was able to play it correctly. Uh, I just had to be super passive and chill out for the rest of the game, and Proxy dragged his lane across the finish line and he helped the jungle drag the rest of the team across the finish line and they the enemy team surrendered at 22 minutes and 38 seconds but the enemy mid went 4 and 0 in the first 10 minutes and then disconnected at 15 minutes because his team just got overwhelmed and like that that that's not a very good example of matchmaking because if i got to stay if i got to play the game correctly from the very beginning We just hard stomped that game because I get to keep up with the enemy mid. But the matchmaking was so skewed or we just had incredible luck that it forced one guy to give up on the game entirely after 15 minutes where he was the only source of gold for his team. And yeah. that it turned out in my favor. But that's not gonna happen in every game and you can't rely on that as like a viable strat to win your way into whatever ELO. You can't use that to win your way out of iron for fuck's sakes. It, it's not viable. But it is something that you need to be cognizant of if you're gonna try and put in the games. Because if you're not gonna put in the games and you just wanna play leisurely, don't bother playing but, ranked.
2: But you're gonna you're and you're gonna get subjects to all these bad all these bad issues in the game, all these bad overall overarching issues like toxicity and people throwing. It's like, you're going to be more subject to that than the person that plays more games.
1: Yeah. It's, and that's,
2: yeah. that's why, like when I mentioned earlier where it's like, nah, like you can't really, if you're going to climb, you can't really play the game for fun. Cause the problem is, is that like this season is the season. If you're going to climb this season, it's the season where you kind of have to, you kind of have to reframe, the game and it's not really about having fun
1: no it's, about, it's not
2: it's, it's no longer about that like and that's what sucks about that's what, like my biggest issue with the video game is the fact that you have to do so much work just to attain like and I've said this in other casts. it's like no one should have to put in this much like the game does shouldn't have to be this sweaty just to attain these casual goals like you know what I mean like cuz we're casu- we're pretty casual players, pretty casual goals. But you, like you have to really sweat. A lot harder than you have to sweat in other games just to just to win. Or like I see I'll see like my friend that like or like you know they don't even play Call of Duty that much. They really don't. Like I know that they're not playing video games all the time. They're not I know like they're not watching YouTube videos like me. They're not listening to podcasts like me and they're like, "Oh, I won my game of Call of Duty." You're like, "Oh, I won my game of I'm sorry, just games that are just less competitive." They just are, like, I don't want to sound prejudiced or like a jerk or like, or like, I mean, their competitive scenes are insane. I like, no denying that, but I'm like, I'm like, dude, like, this is, like, this game is no joke, man. Like, it's seriously, it probably is the, it's the, one of the most competitive video games literally ever designed. And because it's gotten so uncasual and it's gotten toxic and it's gotten... Things happen that were like you kind of have to suspend that and it and now it's more of like a sport or like working out mm. to and not just working out to like look good or feel good, but like like serious shit
1: like yeah, I mean to, and, and, for me to for me to make that run uh out of silver three, I had to make that mental switch. I didn't change anything really besides. I looked a little more closely at my runes and what I could be really maximizing and comparing to with like What other pros who were playing anivia casually were using when they were winning? Like that's that's probably the most research I put in when I made that run from silver 3 to silver 1 Uh, But everything else was straight up just a mindset. I didn't focus on warding more I didn't focus on you know making sure I wasn't dying to jungle ganks. I made one simple brain switch and i had to turn off the have fun aspect of the game and i went into every game with the mindset that i'm gonna fuck up the other guy and that's how we're gonna win like and it's it's not it's not a fun way to play the game i mean it's exhilarating and it's adrenaline boosting but it's not like it's not like i'm gonna go in and i'm gonna flex my mechanical ability it's like no i'm gonna scrap with this guy and i'm gonna fight him and fight him and fight him and fight him until he can't fight me anymore. And that's I, how I'm gonna win the I remember,
2: game. guys, this guy is a soul laner like me. What that sounds like to me is a little bit different where it's like, I'm not necessarily gonna go fight yeah. the other team's jungler. I'm more like, yeah. I'm gonna save this guy, I'm gonna save this guy, I'm gonna run over here and ward this, I'm gonna run over here and ward that. You got a lot of work to do. Nah, I just have a lot of more mouths to feed. <laughs> but I'm not necessarily, like fighting anyone yeah um yeah and i feel like that sounds bad but it's definitely really rewarding and then after a while it kind of does become a different form of like fun sort of
1: yeah i mean um, you, you have to you i feel like it's it's not something that comes innately to everyone i mean there's there's loads of people around this planet who like competition is just second nature to them and i'm not one of those guys so for for me to tap into that, I really had to, I had to slog out three hundred games or two hundred and sixty games or whatever to make that mental switch to where I was really, you know, ag- aggressively focused on yeah. dominating.
2: Yeah, I think it also it, it's what's the what's the mindset that works for you? Mm-hmm. What's the are you a are you kind of like a Chad? guy this is something that i did i didn't i mean i didn't like i didn't talk to them like specifically like 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 with with my athletes and stuff but people definitely have a lot of different like headspaces and mindsets like some kids that i ran with were like they were kind of timid and i needed to get i needed to get that alpha i needed to get that that kind of that inner brute out of them mm-hmm. to get them to kind of conquer their stage fright and others were like they were really competitive, but they were just, they were just so like, like everything was just such this big do or die deal to them. And you had to tell them it's just like, hey, relax, chill, like, dude, it doesn't matter. Um, And so different people have different things they have to work on in order to find that sort of, like the state that works for them. Yeah. Uh, And for me, I mean, yeah, you need to put in games. Make sure they're on the same champions and stuff like that for like blah 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 blah. So you know you have the right, you have a tangible information pool. Yeah, yeah. But you just kinda just have to be honest with yourself, kind of do a little bit of like reflection where it's like, all right, what's what makes me mad? What was I was I too scared? Was I too confident? Was I focused? Was I too critical of my own play? Or was I too critical of my um teammates' play? Now and you can say this about me. My issue is that and this is why, like, I don't really, I don't really, uh, I don't really like vibe too well with like the community that much, or I don't really relate to the community that much. Is like, because I feel I'm the problem in a lot of my games, mm-hmm. and 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 you said this about me a lot, where I'm like, like I think I'm the reason we're losing, even though I'm not, and like that's my problem is that I had to work on like confidence. Where I'm like, all right, no, like, like you know what you're doing, just go do it. Because a lot of times I'm like, oh dude, I'm gonna mess this up. Oh geez, oh my. And even though, and that's what that's what I had to do. Other people, what they have to do is, um, no, it's not your teammate. It's not your teammate's fault. You're one and four. It's you because you died to ganks four times because you're bad. <laughs> um, whereas with me, it's I had to be confident enough to play to my fullest potential, and a lot of that had to do with being less timid on the map, taking taking plays, making plays that I don't even think are gonna work, um fighting fighting champions that technically have more power than me or technically counter me. Or whatever or um just doing riskier stuff right and um that's what kind of paid off um and then honestly looking looking at the areas that i was weak in, and instead of being like reactionary to them like oh you don't really need vision or like oh you don't really need builds or like oh um uh it's like look and see what potentially could work if you were to try to improve that area,
0: um, yeah. But, yeah, That's, uh... I think if
2: anything, if anything, um, what helped me a lot is is um, you you take the champ that you play on, and then you look, you examine the strengths and the weaknesses, and you're like, yeah, but what if those weaknesses didn't exist? Like, I play a squishy enchanter that dies to assassins. What if I didn't die to assassins anyway? And Zed came in to kill me, and I zoned it, and he died, and I didn't. Now you have an unkillable enchanter with a long-range CC knock-up ultimate, point-click heals and buffs, and move speed buffs on every, in every ability that can't be killed because he's not going to bend over like a little bitch and just take it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah then that sounds scary. And if you're like, oh, I play Victor and his weaknesses, he doesn't have a good early game. What if he did have a good early game? What if he were good at the early game? What if he were good at harming? Then, or like when people are like, oh, dude, that's Smurf. Uh, he's Smurfing in my lobby uh, and his Tristana is too good and there's nothing I could do about it. It's like, yeah, you can do something about Tristana. What made that Smurf so good is that A, he was playing to the strength of the champ and B, he didn't let you exploit the weaknesses. Yeah. Like, like, Renekton falls off, but if Renekton is still getting kills, <laughs> still getting gold in the later stages of the game, that's a climbing Renekton. Like, cool.
1: um... Yeah. That's, uh... That's kind of a, uh, a short... Well, it's not really short. That's kind of the long, uh, explanation of, like, the... the... The mental breakdown that we both kind of went through to hit our current win streaks and uh, i placed you right where you're supposed to be in plat and it's boosted me up to where hopefully i can make another run at gold um we're almost out of time so let's take a brief moment and let's look at the new champion what's her name lilia lilia lilia, lilia. lilia. yeah lilia she might just be enough to get you to keep playing this video game now that you've hit your <laughs> goal <laughs>
2: <laughs> i do like this champ uh i don't know why it's pretty like it's i wouldn't say wee but it's definitely very like frilly it's very like disney princessy and uh i don't know i kind of like it because i don't know i just like bright colors and stuff but it's yeah. definitely looking to be a pretty straightforward champ uh which is definitely a change of pace i mean i think they finally maybe they did listen to us maybe they didn't but um it's not an Ophelios spiny strata. It's not a Silas Right. spiny stress. I mean, it doesn't look at it over-tuned at all, like, from gameplay and stuff. It just, I don't know, it just looks like a champ and addition to the game instead of, this com- this champ has come for our blood and he's <laughs> gonna, yeah, he's just gonna kick our teeth in. Cause he, yeah. Um,
1: It seems a lot simpler than the last several uh champions
2: that we've gotten. The passive has one line. One line of text. One line. Not even a paragraph, just a line of text. Uh yeah, it's just, she has she applies Dream Dust, which is um deals a portion of your target's health over time and like they have the abilities up. Uh there's gameplay videos of her. Um her Q is just a circle, like the Darius Q, and on yeah. the outside it does uh, like true damage. Uh,
1: does it do true or just does it do? I think it does more do damage. Like
2: true damage goes on the outer edge of the circle. Damn. Um, stacking movement speed on every skill. This bowling ball kind of thing is is technically global. Um, it just rolls kind of like a zig's the zig's bomb kind yeah. of rolls like that. And you can you can stand close to a wall and then throw it over the wall and have it like roll that way. Um, gonna be a dragon stealing device no, for no, no. sure. All right, that's that was the E. Uh, the W is just kind of a cheat strikes in an area of effects. It doesn't. It kind of looks like it's a it's a bit of a it's a bit of a leap. It's not like a dash dash, but like it's kind of like a lunge. Mm-hmm. Um, this looks a lot like HES, like like Heserim sort of. And then her ultimate casts a lullaby over enemies. For those affected from her by her demon dust to become increasingly slowed. <laughs> so yeah, the thought is you actually don't lead with your alt. You go in and you get your abilities down, and then you kind of Zoe sleep them. Yeah. Uh, she seems to have like pretty low. Like she's not like an immediate bully. Uh, she's definitely more of like a like an AP caster jungle, but she isn't single. She isn't single target, which is interesting. He's like AOE, hmm. so it's like a team fight, team fighting, squishy AOE jungle. I guess I think maybe Fiddlesticks sort of falls into that classification. It's like the only related thing that I can really think of.
1: I suppose. I mean, the but... the only gameplay I've seen of Lilia so far has been on mid lane, and it looks like if you're playing this into a melee champion, specifically in lane. I can I can't speak for jungle because I haven't seen it. But if you're playing into a melee champion specifically. Uh, it looks like you just have a really easy time. It looks like the trading patterns look reminiscent of Kled with how you want to be constantly moving all over the place and making it hard for your opponent to hit you, but also dealing a bunch of damage all at the same time, weaving your auto attacks in here and there. Uh, Maybe yeah. it's a bit more like spell heavy than Kled is, but it, it definitely feels like that sort of like pattern of play. Uh, And I, I'm excited for it. I think it's gonna be fun to bring in a simple champion that you can play in a lane or in the
2: jungle. Uh, I noticed it's a it's a move speed champ over like a dash champ. Yeah. And there's been a lot of dash champs lately, with yeah, like that, whooshes yeah. and dashes and like all the other thing. With this, it's like you have to control the movement more. Uh, it seems like pretty simple. Uh, I mean Yumi was simple, but Yumi's has just an egregious game mechanic. It's literally all under W. Yeah. But enough about that. Um It's definitely not as it's not as controversial. Like I know like a lot of people are kinda like, oh that seems a little bit boring, but it's like it it kind of like is boring better than problematic and controversial is the thing. It's like would you rather have a kit with a million things that pisses people off or just like a simple kit that kind of just goes into the game and is like not necessarily, like, a headliner, doesn't really seem like the kind of champ that'll, like, make headlines, you know what I mean? Like, it yeah. doesn't seem... It doesn't seem, like, something that's really exploitable or, like, busted or something, like, crazy, you know what I mean? But, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, yeah. I think, I think personally, um, I think there needs to be a, a almost a pendulum balance of champions that are complicated, like Aphelios, but maybe not Aphelios, because that's just too much. Uh, and then champions that are kind of like this that seem really, really that, simple on a baseline. Yeah, like set. Really cool. Yeah. And I, I, I think they like, well, I remember we were all talking about it we, when uh, when set first got released. I think we mentioned even on the podcast, I think we mentioned that it was the most balanced champion Riot had put out in years. And then it turned out that his numbers were overtuned, and he did just a little bit too much damage, but then they nerfed him, and now he's in a decent spot. He wins if you know what to do with him, but he doesn't if you don't you know
2: yeah and there's there's clear the, the clear counterplay is what people like talk yeah. about and I think you know, like, technically technically a has clear counterplay, but it's like even if you even if you hook him in, man. It doesn't really matter like okay, he's
1: still going to 200 years you to death with all his Yeah, it's like
2: yeah. i mean
1: you can watch all the highlights from pro play on Aphilios and see people just absolutely go nuts with him and uh, there's a lot of factors that go into that uh that i'm not going to even bother bringing up cuz they're irrelevant to your solo queue climb but personally i i'm a bigger fan of simpler champions because i think it gives simpler champions give new players something to look to and something to use to get themselves familiar with broad-stroke game mechanics. Like, yeah. it's a lot easier to learn how to farm if you pick Ash than if you pick Ezreal. It's yeah. a lot easier to learn how to farm if you pick Anivia than if you pick well, Syndra.
2: It's also, I think, I think the League of Legends community kind of misses this a lot, but it, that's just... That's just that's game design. I mean, I know like Akali's egregious, uh, Silas is egregious, but like, there in every game there's a there's a there's a balance between simple and less rewarding and advanced and rewarding. Just like all right, so there's baby characters in Mario Kart. Mm -hmm. There's like like Code and like the small carts, and there's like the Flame Runner and like Dry Bowser and stuff like that. Dry Bowser is harder to use, but pays more dividends. Right. Like, and those are like Yasuo's, Those are like A Souls. Those are Iverns. Um, Silas Silas, and Akali are like, and Aphelios are like, the problem with those champs is that they're supposed to be hard to play. They're supposed to be busted. But really, all the people do on them is just face slam, is just mash the keyboard and just boom and then they they win and that's why it's unbalanced but they they're definitely there's a reason why they release champs like these and then other champs like a soul that are like way harder to play um because there needs to be that spectrum
1: yeah um yeah of champs it's, it's important and it what what really separates just as a clear distinction before we talk briefly about our predictions and then end the cast um there's a there's a clear distinction between the good players and the bad players when it comes to those type of champions that are like complex versus uh simple because the really good players are going to be the ones who can take the simple champions and run them all the way up the ladder uh and beating those complex champions that people have a good grasp on just because that player Playing the simple champion is going to have a better baseline knowledge of the game uh, just based on the fact that they you know, are taking the simple champion and making it work. It doesn't need to yeah. be that the simple champion is broken or has over two numbers. That's entirely player-based. You could be yeah. a bad player and play easy champions and not improve, but the really good players are going to be the ones who can take those simple champions and can climb dividends with them.
2: Yeah, it seems it's like it's like why is there a mumu always around? Why is there Nunu always ganking at the right times? It's like because Nunu's not thinking about his combos. He's not thinking about his kit, he's looking at the map. Yep. But yeah, we talked about this before. Um Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see.
1: We will see. We'll see when uh when she comes out, we we'll, I'm sure all of us are gonna buy it and play it and see how we like it. Uh, in the meantime, I know Proxy's gone, but in terms of the predictions last week, we did predictions for North America and the pro scene. Uh, Proxy's not here, but he did win. We went over these a little bit earlier in the week. Uh, he is also win-streaking and ranked, by the way. I don't know where he's at exactly. I think he's in promos to gold one, but I'm not You're
2: positive. right eight, right?
1: Uh, yeah. In terms of the pro predictions, uh, Kraken, you came in last with five out of ten. So it's right. that's a, that's a straight F there, my friend. Uh, Proxy rocking eight I got out of ten. Five out
2: of ten predictions right. Yep. Wow. Uh,
1: uh, it was a bit, a bit of a rough week for you. Uh, Proxy got eight out of ten, and I got seven out of ten. I was kind of trolling. Yeah, you and I both picked Evil Geniuses to beat FlyQuest, and FlyQuest pulled it out, which sucked. And then Dignitas won a or didn't win a game, and that fucked all three of us. Which is unfortunate, and then FlyQuest lost their second game, which also fucked all three of us. Uh, but yeah, it was, a, it was a long and chaotic weekend of North American play. Uh, if you want to watch the videos, don't bother; they were all trash. All the games were terrible. Um,
2: so for Immortals, like a pair of themselves, yeah, I'm like just choking. Yeah, that that was sad.
1: That was just sad. That wasn't even bad. It was just sad. It was just sad, straight up. Um next week's pro play uh there are zero banger games uh heading for us. None of the games yeah. look good. We're not even going to bother doing predictions for them mostly cuz Proxy's not here but also because even if we did it would be all over the map and none of the games look like they're going to be entertaining to watch. We can only one hope these, that they're these... all fiestas.
2: One of these weeks we have to when well, maybe when Proxy's here we have to talk about why it's cool to Watch esports. <laughs> we should.
1: We Especially should during, do an episode during, about why it's cool.
2: Time. I know we kind of, we kind of talked about it a little bit on our first episode, but we're we're in like, hey, like esports are actually pretty fun to pay attention to. Um, but yeah, we'll have yeah. to do an episode about that. Uh, what are the what's the schedule?
1: Um, I'll run down it briefly. We don't have to do predictions for it, but I'll run, I'll run through it real quick. Um, Friday, July 10th, uh, for North America, we got Immortals versus Dignitas uh and then FlyQuest versus 100 Thieves. So nothing of interest there. Uh except for the first game, which is a bad team playing another bad team. So someone's uh, going to be better.
2: Maybe dig finally might do something
1: not crap. Maybe there's there's a chance. Uh Saturday we got a full a full day. We got Evil Geniuses versus Golden Guardians to start. Uh then Cloud 9 versus TSM. Uh then Team Liquid versus Canalogic Gaming, and then... TSM Dig- pulls
2: it out, I'll be pissed.
1: Bro, if TSM two splits straight pulls out the Upset versus Cloud9 and takes a game off of them, that will Wait, be what? insane.
2: What was Wait, it wasn't, didn't it like
1: EG or something beat them last split? EG took, uh, a couple of teams took games off of Cloud9, but not until playoffs, so Cloud9's regular split they only lost one game and it was to TSM. Um, they really? also beat... The, the, they, they do a... It's a double round robin, so they, in the first half of the split, every team plays every team, and then in the second half of the split, they do it again. So Cloud9 only losing one game means that one time, one team beat them. And other than that, they just dominated everybody last split. Uh, so far, they're doing the same thing in this split. Uh, it is my deep personal hope that TSM takes a game off them, but it will be a miracle if that happens. Um, I don't think it will. Uh, Sunday, our last day of the week, we got TSM versus Immortals to start, 100 Thieves versus Cloud9, Golden Guardians versus Liquid, Counter Logic Gaming versus Evil Geniuses to wrap up the weekend. Uh, and then we're on another couple-day break till we get the next week. Um, so, yeah, looking at that, there's not really any uh, super challenging games, mostly because in the standings, like, I think there's there's two teams tied for second, two teams tied for fourth, and then everyone else just sucks. Uh, <laughs> Cl- Cloud9's dumpstering everybody, so basically everybody oh underneath Cloud9 sucks. American. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. I was listening to a podcast where they just spent the whole time shitting on NA in the name of making NA great. And I was like, You're all fucking platinum players, you troglodytes.
2: <laughs> but th-
1: that's just me being salty. Uh, it doesn't really have any effect on anything.
2: Dude, getting the plat. Uh, you just have to. Uh, it's, it's whatever. <laughs> Don't knock
1: it, man. You're still in the top 10% of players, you're still the uh... god. I still suck somehow. You don't. I've
0: never Listen, ah. if,
1: if you're the top ten percent of two to ten million players, that's pretty fucking good. I, th- uh, I, I think that's that's, that's cool. pretty fucking good.
2: Yeah, but all I did was just was just E was this heal spam and meta views. But, yeah, you need to eh, do whatever. Dude, everyone el- everyone name, else had the good. same chance. Also, like, one maybe final note as we close. Mm-hmm. When you start climbing and winning this game, you start caring about that stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. At least I did. Maybe I'm just a jerk or something like that, but I'm like, I don't care that Death Stance is broken because my E synergizes well with Death Stance champions. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, play the Ruin King is broken. It's like, yeah, good thing that I synergize really well with like in your face champs that need move speed buffs. Yeah. I think, I'll just I think get off my nose.
1: there's this entire stigma or narrative that you you need to not be this meta slave. It's really bad to like play what's considered broken or really good, like it makes you less of a player. No, bitch, it makes my
2: Elo better. Like the, the thing is like there's like there will be like 30 champs that are meta. There's bound to be one that you can play and enjoy. Like True. yeah, I think it's lame that there's a third that it's like an exclusive 30 member breakfast club, but there's, there's probably something in there.
1: There's there almost definitely there's something in there. And it to you got to understand something about this game too. This game gets updated every 2 weeks. Every 2 weeks yep. there is an update that changes the game. That is a massive amount of change in a year this game drastically changes shape from the beginning of the ranked season to the end of the ranked season and then they do a big overhaul on one aspect of the game during the off season so no season is exactly the same as the one before
2: so i mean there's there's definitely things that stay that overstay their welcome true but like
1: but it, Man, to, I, don't,
2: I don't care. To take,
1: on, to take on the opinion that like playing something that's meta or that is like considered broken is bad, that's just so, so dumb.
2: It's uh, it's fu- so ter- 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 ignorant. Ye yeah. <laughs> Tarak ter- ter- Yi and Arden Censor Janna can like go to hell. <laughs> I- I'll
1: give you that. It, it feels so bad to lose to it, but at the same time, it feels really, really good to beat it. Um, yeah. So w- with that, we'll go ahead and close this one out. We'll hopefully, uh, we'll hopefully have uh, Proxy with his PC fixed up for next episode, and we'll uh, we'll talk about why esports is cool as hell to watch and it's it's entertaining and exciting. Um, this there's... was a
2: pretty positive and uplifting uplifting episode, but Riot still sucks.
1: Yeah, they do. They 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 yeah. That full stop. They just suck. Anyways. Uh, We love you all. Uh, Please like, subscribe, give us a five-star rating unless you feel we don't deserve it. We love you all anyways, even if you don't think we deserve it. Uh, We will catch you next week where hopefully I can make a push to gold and Kraken decides he's going to play the game again. Uh, (laughs) Anyhow, good night. That's got a sting.